1: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
0: You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people,
1: and love life.
0: That you love him. Oh, y'all can do better than that. If you love him, would you shout and let him know that you love him? Hallelujah. Do me a favor, look at a lady next to you. Say something encouraging to her. Give her a compliment. She hasn't heard a compliment all day, maybe all week. Say something nice to her. Say something nice to her. Thank y'all so much. Say something nice to her. Give her a compliment. And listen, it's some men with us tonight. Ladies, let's celebrate some of the men that are in the place tonight. Y'all can do better than that. Let's celebrate the men that are in the place tonight. Hallelujah! Listen, listen, listen! Tonight, tonight, I am so thrilled, everybody. If you would stand, please. Uh, we're so excited tonight. We first want to take this opportunity. If it's your very first time at Harvest, we call you our VIPs because you're very important to God and very important to us. And we're so thrilled that you're here with us tonight at Harvest We Exist to Change Lives by leading people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. And so we're thrilled with you. And listen, because our internet campus uh, audience is so vast, we're also live tonight on our internet campus and on our Roku campus, <laughs> Would y'all just give them some ladies' night love. Listen, it's, they even got it in pink for you, ladies. Uh, listen, throughout tonight, you can tweet at Bishop Forman or at Harvest_CC. underscore CC. I do not want to belabor the time, so we're going to get right into the word tonight. But, but before we do that, I just need to know that there's some ladies in here that didn't come to play tonight. Uh, I just need to know there's some ladies in here that said, I came and I expect to leave differently when I come up out of here than when I came up in here. Now watch this. Now, if the ladies on your row aren't celebrating, this would be a good time to switch seats because you don't want to miss your breakthrough because you sit next to to the wrong person. So if you need to switch seats, this is the time to check. So go and do a row check. Check your row right now. This is the blessed row. This is the favored row. This is the breakthrough row. This is the row where we ain't leaving the same way. I want you to lift your Bibles, ladies. We're going to get right into the Word tonight. It's, uh, I got so much ground I want to cover tonight. Uh, years ago, we used to do... Uh, I need some more monitors, what I need from you. Uh, years ago, we used to do um, something we call Daddy's Girls. And, uh, and so... And, <laughs> amen. Got a few grads from that. And, uh, and so we haven't done that in a while. And, uh, and so depending on how I like this tonight, we might do something like that again. <laughs> We'll see. Lift your Bible out. Let's just hear our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living Word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the Word. I'm a doer of the Word. This Word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated, ladies. Normally, I'd have you read a scripture, but we're going to cover a lot of scriptures tonight. So, if you don't have a Bible, just make sure your eyes work real good to look on these here screens. Uh, uh, somebody shout, Ladies Night. Ladies. <laughs> now, listen, listen, we are gathered here tonight, and we got ladies of all different colors, all different ethnicities, all different ages all different backgrounds but but one thing in common tonight you came looking for answers you came looking for guidance you came looking for direction so i got an announcement for you tonight is your night touch the lady next to you say tonight is your night yeah. Now, now listen. Now listen. We have, and and we uh, we uh, are having now, even still, uh, a packed house tonight, and and we've got many guests with us tonight. Perhaps it's your first uh, time hearing me teach, but but I, but I want to ask this question at the beginning, uh, b- because it's going to determine what direction I'm going to go. Uh, please understand. I want to teach you all tonight as if you were my spiritual daughters. Can I do that tonight? <laughs> And just FYI, I really didn't want your permission. Anyhow, I got the mic, so I'm going to say what I want to say, but I was just trying to be a gentleman. Watch this, because I don't just want you to leave here encouraged and geeked up and excited. I want you to leave in power. But to do that, I got to say some uncensored stuff to you. I got one section that don't mind the uncensored stuff. Where are the ladies at? They're like, Bishop, I need the real deal tonight. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't play with it. Tell me the truth for real, for real. High five your neighbors. Say, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. See, I love speaking to women because there's something about the strength of the women. While we, while we were in my office and praise and worship was started, I said, the guys with me, I said, look, I said, that's why I like teaching ladies. Because, I mean, they said Jesus and the ladies started shouting. They said, hello, and the ladies started shouting. There's something about the strength of a woman. If you try to beat them down, they'll get back up. If you try to lock them out, they'll find another way in. If you try to knock them back, they'll just bounce back. And that's why even in our church, I support women in our tiers of leadership and even on our staff because many women can get things done with no excuses. A woman will take a loaf of bread, some peanut butter and jelly and some chicken stock and have meals for days. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Now watch this. But for all the strength that women have in my approaching 18 years in vocational ministry and over eight years as the founder and senior pastor of Harvest, I noticed something about y'all. Um, that this morning, literally, I, literally I, I had stuff written down. I said, Lord, I'm going to talk about that. And this morning, he said, I was preparing for the day. I was in the shower. And the Lord said, no, son, I want you, I, I want you to tell them something real special. I said, what do you want to tell him? He said, I, I want you to to, um, to, to teach them. Take, take them all the way back. Somebody say, go back. He said, I want you to take them all the way back to the first woman. Because if they can see where she got off track... Because if you'll be honest with yourself tonight, I know you got your ladies' night outfit on, and I know you enjoyed your mocktails that they had for you in the vestibule, and I know you're really excited, but if you'll be honest, there's some areas of your life where when you look at it, you're like, how in the heaven did this happen? How did I get off track? How did I let that relationship take so much out of me? How did I let that issue take so... Is there anybody that can be real? There's some areas... Touch your neighbor and say, you got some errors. You got some errors. You got, you, you got, you got some errors. Because here, here's what he wanted me to do. He said, son, go back to Eve. He said, because watch this. Experience is not the best teacher. You, you've heard people say that. Experience is the best teacher. That's a lie. Experience costs a lot, and it's a very cruel teacher because it gives the test, then the lesson. What's what's a better teacher. Watch this is somebody else's experience. In fact, that's why we have the Bible. We have the Bible so that we can study the failures of others so that we don't have to perpetuate them in our own lives. So that's why the Lord wrote the story about Eve so you could see what Eve did. So you don't have to be Eve because Eve stopped living in Eden. Eden is the land of voluptuous living, which means God says when he created you, ladies, he created you to have it flat foot going on. You ain't supposed to be messed up. You ain't supposed to be jacked up. You ain't supposed to be broke. And you ain't supposed to be chasing behind some man talking about, if I get mad, I'll be happy. Baby, if you ain't happy by yourself, some. It's uncensored, so it might come out. You don't like you. Some man ain't going to do nothing but further prove to you why you don't like you. So test the lady next to you. Say, we're going, right, we're going all the way back. We're going all the way back. We're going all the way back. We're going back. So way so, so you know the story in the garden. God creates Adam. He creates Adam. He creates man. Say man literally god created mankind in in adam watch this was the ability for everything that needed to happen in the earth to be able to happen in the earth through adam but as the lord was going uh, the lord then created the animals so he made the animals now, when he created man, he said that man should have dominion. Dominion means absolute power, which means God says, watch this, everything going on in the earth realm, we have authority over, which means, watch this, if you don't like what's going on in your life, rather than begging, pleading, and complaining about it, you ought to look at it and say, when I was created, come here, Genesis 1, when I was created, I was created to have dominion over you, which means diabetes can't stay in your body if you don't want it no more. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Anything that is in the earth realm, he gave you authority over it when he He made you. Now watch this. Then he says, "I Adam, okay, I made the animals. And the scripture says that the Lord brought them to Adam to see what Adam would call them. It's not that Adam named the animals so much as is that uh, Adam was repeating what God had taught him about the animals to God. The scripture says that the Lord, uh, Adam was made as a full grown man. Say full grown man. Adam did not have the process of matriculation, if you will, or grow uh, from a baby to an adolescent, so on and so forth. Adam, when he comes, uh, when he is made, he is made as a full grown man. So then the Lord has to mentor him and father him as a grown man, which is a very interesting and unique thing. Because even in today's culture, it is very difficult to teach somebody that thinks they know everything already. It is very difficult for people to unlearn things that they have spent their entire life learning. Which is why, please understand, there's some stuff that God's like, we've had this lesson 12 times in your life. You just think you know more than you do. So the Lord mentors him. The scripture says that the Lord fathers him. He walks with him through the cool of the day and he brings the animals to him and he makes sure that Adam calls them what it was that God called them. That's why every day once God got done, he called it good because Adam did good. And him doing good was repeating the things he was taught by his father. Now, watch this. Then the Lord looks and he says, it's not good for man to be alone. Let me make a helper comparable to him. So, the scripture says that the Lord puts Adam to sleep and from Adam he extracts woman, which is man with a womb. Now, your Bible says rib, but rib was not there in the original translation. It literally means extremity. (laughs) G- God, G- God said, watch this, watch this. God says, I'm taking something out of Adam, and I'm placing it in woman. Yeah. You still with me? Yeah. All right. So now the Lord brings the woman. And uh, the woman's name, y'all know her name? What's her name? Eve. She's the mother of all living things. And so I'm just catching you up because I'm, I'm going to get to where we're going. Touch your neighbor. Say We're going to get there. Uh, so then there's the day. there's a day and in this day they are in the garden, the garden of Eden, Eden in Hebrew the land of voluptuous living, it's so interesting because it could have just said great living blessed living, nice living, good living but God said I didn't just create you to be stuff that can just be communicated in think of it this way, we don't often use the word voluptuous unless we're describing something voluptuous Don't look at me with that tone of voice. I ain't studying you. (laughs) Studying is a southern colloquialism, which means your face don't make me no mine. I mean, think of it, how often do you use the word voluptuous in your daily like, man, that show was a voluptuous sandwich? So the Lord says, He places them in this garden. And when He places them, and they're, they're in the garden. Now, Adam's made in the wild, Eve is made in the garden, Adam is made with the animals, while Eve is made in a place of voluptuous living. See, ladies, that's why you have expensive tastes, even if. And that's why some of y'all can't stand cheap folk because you're like, there's is something about me that paid an extra five dollars, man, and just get. because when God made you, he put you in the land of voluptuous living, which means you you may say my bank account maybe can't say that I can get it, but baby, I still want it. And- That's why you have expensive tastes. You were made in the garden of voluptuous living. You were made in the garden of. I'm not saying being materialistic, but I'm just saying, ladies, y'all know how y'all do. You were made in the garden of Gucci. You were made in the garden of. Am I saying be materialistic? (laughs) Tessa Neighbors said, "That's why my taste is expensive." Now I gotta move because I gotta get to. I gotta get to where we're going. So, so, so one day, say one day now we're in genesis chapter 3 one day there is now a day where eve is speaking to a serpent and serpent in hebrew doesn't mean snake it means deceiver watch it eve is having a conversation in genesis chapter 3 with a deceiver and she continues the conversation because the art of deception is that you don't know you're being deceived Y'all not hear what I'm saying? Truth be told, had you known that's what you were really talking to when you were talking to it, you would have said mm, they go to hand, but you got beguiled, King James says. I don't think most people sit up and just try to make stupid decisions. <laughs> come on, everybody who likes stupid decisions, come on, put them up, put them up. Come does that? So, so so the scripture says that Eve is having a conversation with the serpent. Serpent in Hebrew, there is deceiver. And this conversation goes on back and forth, and you know the story. The story is is that she defies what God told Adam, and we assume through deductive logic that Adam had to have told her because when God gave the command not to eat of the tree, Eve was not there. But watch this now. Touch your neighbor and say, he's going somewhere. Now, you told me I could treat you like you were my daughter, so I'm going to teach you like you were my daughters tonight. So I'm not talking to Sunday morning church. I'm not even talking to Wednesday night live church. This is like a hybrid between Bible college and daddy's girls. This is just. If you wonder why they shout, just go ask them. They'll tell you why. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Say she was deceived. Check this out. So now she gives to her husband there, and the scripture says that he eats with her. Then the scripture says the eyes of both of them were open. And then they looked at themselves and they said, we are naked. They go and they run and they hide and they make fig leaves coverings for themselves. Now, this is interesting. Touch your neighbor and say, here's the Lifetime movie. Here it is. Now, they've ran from God. God has come and God has given judgment. Say, he gave judgment. He tells the man, since you made what she said more important than what I said, Then I tell you what, curse be this, that, and the other. Then he tells the woman, why you do this? The devil made me do it. <laughs> so the Lord says, I got a way to remind you to not be deceived again. From this day forward, in pain you shall conceive children. Your desire shall be for your husband. And she, look, they even got the writing in pink for you. And, and, and he shall rule over you. And then he looks at the serpent, and he says, On your belly you shall go, which tells us he was standing while he was there. On your belly you shall go, and he curses the serpent. Now, check this out. Now we get to chapter 4, and here's the Lifetime movie, verse 1. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife. Knew there means they had relations. Adam was like, Well, you got me cursed, so you're going to give me something. You ain't finna get me cursed today. Cause you better come on in here, go to sleep for all I care. But I just you, you, you didn't mess up my relationship with my daddy. You you gonna now? Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and she bore Cain. Watch what she says, cause I'm finna go somewhere you ain't expected. And she said, "I have acquired a man from the Lord," which tells me what she thought about Adam. It's a sad day when she can look at her offspring and say, he more of a man to me than my husband is. This is uncensored, but I ain't even saying that uncensored yet. This is just, she says, I finally got a man. <laughs> and Adam like, "What your man got to do with me? And he like, I'm not trying to hear that. See, but, but watch this though. But we have a problem church. We got a problem, ladies' night. Now, the way the verse reads, it makes it look like it's sequential. Adam knew Eve, and then after they knew each other, she had this child. But the problem is, is Genesis in this chapter is not written sequentially, per se. So it is not literally one, two, three. It is one Time two, time three, time. This is what's the significance of that? Can I show you something? Chapter five, verse number one. Because if this is Adam's son, certainly the Bible would record that he's Adam's son. Wouldn't it? I mean, wouldn't it? Genesis five, chapter one. Let's read it together. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. Genealogy means the offspring of. In the day that God created man, he created him the teshalam and uh, the teshalam, the likeness of God. Verse 2, he created them male and female and he blessed them. Then he called them mankind or Adam, Adam, in the day they were created. Verse 3, and Adam lived 130 years and he had a son in his own likeness, after his image and that son was named Cain. Oh no. And Adam lived 130 years, and he had a son that was in his likeness after his image, but that son's name was not Cain. That son's name was Seth. Touch your neighbor and say, woo-wee. Well, now, wait a minute, Bishop, if you keep reading this in the text. Okay, all right, let me just appease you for a moment. Verse 4, after he had Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years, and he had sons and daughters, so that all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, then he died. I don't see Cain nowhere in there. So I'm just beginning to wonder if when Eve said the Lord gave me a son, maybe what she called God wasn't from God. All right. All right. You ain't with me. You ain't with me. You with me. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, Bishop, maybe this is just one verse. Coincidence. Somebody left that out in translation. Maybe it was coming from the Septuagint, perhaps, through the process of translation. Somebody left it out. All right. Well, let's just give me a New Testament reference. First John chapter 3. Verse 11. I want to show you something. Touch your neighbor and say, it's good. Because yeah. here's what you need to know. All right. Now, you said I could teach you like you were my friend Okay. Wasn't no apple. In fact, wasn't no pear, wasn't no orange, wasn't no banana, wasn't no strawberries, wasn't a kiwi. Fruit is a Hebrew idiom for sex. Amongst many other things. So now then, when the Bible, see, I put the students over here next to me, sitting so that way, you see, because see, so, I got the sense of theirs a little differently, you follow but it's going to be real. All right, what's it? I'm trying to get you to see something. They didn't sit there and just eat an apple. Because what we have now is Eve talking to a deceiver. And then she's pregnant the next chapter. But Adam ain't the daddy. I thought, I thought you said I could do it. is pregnant and says, I finally got a man. The problem is she didn't get that man from her husband. Okay, let me just give you the coup de grace, they say. First John 3, 11, You got it? Now, I want you to read it so you can't say, Bishop, put it in your Bible. Run 2, ready, read. All right, stop. Touch the neighbor and say, love me. Touch the other neighbor say, do me right. All right, that'll work. I'll take it. Next verse. Now this Cain, who was of the wicked one. Stop. Of means from. From means produced by. You're not hearing what I'm saying. So let me just make it real plain for you because your neighbor evidently didn't get what I've said. Eve is sitting up being deceived by, watch this Genesis 19 teaches us that whenever an angel appears in the earth, he appears as a man. Which means, watch this as Eve is talking to the serpent, she is talking to what looks like a man to her, which is why she sits there and has a conversation with him. The problem is, is she doesn't understand that he's a deceiver because if she knew she, he was a deceiver, she would have stopped the conversation. So while he's having a conversation, he says, well, take your clothes off. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And now all of a sudden, Satan has entered into the womb of the very first woman, which is why the scripture says that we are born and shaped in iniquity. Why? Because Satan tainted the womb. But that ain't the deception part. The deception is that Eve looks at Cain and says, this is God. But it's not of God. It's from Satan. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Which means the real deception is that Eve didn't know how to call what was God, God. And know how to call what was the devil, the devil. I'm going to tell you the lady next to you has been miscalling stuff. Y'all ain't all with me. You're not with me. All right, go to Second Corinthians eleven. Right, I need to get this. I need to get this. Second Corinthians eleven. I need to get this. I need to get this. All right, we're going back to the first woman. This was the woman fresh off the assembly line. And if she was deceived, and she just got there, all right, watch this. Second Corinthians eleven
1: three.
0: You got it. All right, one, two, ready, you read it. Look at me, Harvey. Look at me. Look at me. Cain wasn't Adam's son, but Eve called him Adam's son. Genesis 4.1, put it up, so I want you to see it, because I need you to see what actually happened here. And you see this. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife. And if you read it in chronological order, you'll say, oh, well, then, then she conceived and she, and she had a son. And that son was named Cain. And she said, The Lord gave me a man. Problem is, that's where her deception was. You, you know, you know you don't hear what I'm saying? Now we see that Eve got off track. Because she was deceived. But the deception was that she called what was the enemy God. And what was God the enemy. Oh, wow. yeah. Which means if there's an inaccurate diagnosis, there will be an incorrect and therefore ineffective prognosis. So, so touch your name and say, Ooo-we. oui. <laughs> what in your life have you been calling God's will? And God says, that ain't my son. What have you been saying? I have to deal with that because that's God's will. And God says, that ain't mine. Yeah, y'all, y'all okay, All right. see so y'all say. Well, what is it that the same thing that happened to Eve? Deceived. Beguiled. So much so, she says, this is God's gift to me. God gave me a man. Notice, she doesn't even call him a son. She says, I got a man from the name. All right. Since y'all ain't going to say nothing, let's go to work. So if Eve was deceived, is it possible that there are deceptions that women believe today and it's the reason they're not experiencing Eden? So tonight, let me tell you my assignment is to destroy as much deception as I can over the next 15 minutes. That's been propagated from a variety of sources. You got deception from your mama nam, from your great grandma nam. You got deception from your bloodline. But tonight, tonight, we're gonna look at that deception and it's got to go up out of your life. You've been stolen from for the last day. You've been put out of Eden for the last day. Touch your neighbor, say, I'm going back to Eden, going back to Eden. I'm going back to the land of voluptuous living. Baby, if God died for me to have it, I shall have it. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, Let's destroy the deception. So so that's my assignment. So I'm going to start. I'm going to hit a few areas tonight. I'm going to start with single women. Here's some some deceptions that have been propagated to single women. Getting in a relationship will fix my personal issues. It'll fix your loneliness. It'll make you feel accepted. It'll get rid of your rejection. It'll give you some companionship. Look at me. You're bored. And you need to get you some business. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Because here, here's what I discovered. Here's what I discovered. When couples come in, all this, all the stuff they were hoping that got fixed by getting in a relationship, it just was, watch this, marriage is just a magnifier. That's all it is. Whatever you are is going to be magnified. So if you are a miserable witch beforehand, sometimes the letters go. If you're lonely now, come on, let's go do this. Come on, let's go do this. No, nah, man, why are you asking all them questions? Just back. If you're lonely now, <laughs> I just see my married friends and they're so happy, baby. You'd be shocked what folk will do to make you think stuff. That's what I always say, I love my husband so much. Come here, give me a kiss, give me a kiss. Why are you doing all that up in the vestibule? This is the don't be coming all up, and who are you trying to convince? Evidently, you don't believe it, because whatever you got to announce, you ain't convinced of. I love my husband so much. Okay? We are working, what does that have to do with the work we're doing? Hear me, whenever people announce what they shouldn't have to announce, it's because they're trying to convince themselves. And that's not to say there's not happily married people. No, there are. But, but my point is this please understand getting in a relationship is not going to fix any of your personal issues. Okay? Next deception single women. He's a Christian, so he must be the one. We pray together. There ain't no man there pray with me. I have a multicultural room. So I want to be. Uh, let me help you understand something. understand um, something. There's no such thing as the one. Let me just bust your bubble. Now you take all that weight off of yourself. You knew what you bought when you bought it. Now don't get mad that you bought a Ford and you thought that it was a Ferrari. You should check your spelling. Well, Bishop, he needs to be doing this. No, he don't need to be doing nothing. You knew what it was when you bought it. So let me help you relationships. People say, people say, you know, I hear people, Bishop, I mean, folks, couples used to do that. Bishop, but well, will you tell her she needs to do this? And then I'm like, I'm not the referee. How you sleep next to them and talk to them and in the same house and can't communicate? Message the puzzle pieces don't fit. And here's what happens when you try to force puzzle pieces. And then watch this. You got to watch out for your girlfriends, ladies. He's a good man. You need to make that work. That's what they told Tina. They told Anime Bullock, Ike is a good man. He just been hurt. That's why he hit on you. Ladies, let me help you out here. Love don't hit. If he hits, that's your time to go. Yeah. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Ain't no, he didn't mean to. The hell with that. If your fist came back, oh no, this is over. We ain't got no counseling. We ain't going to no therapy. Because if you hit me once, you'll hit me twice. And next time, I might just not pray it down. I might. It'll be like the back of the limo. And I'm, what's love got to do with it? I'll take my own boot off. I. The whole middle section ain't saying nothing to me. So let me just help you. Because I've had people come to me and say, my pastor told me I had to make it work because, because, you know, he only pushed me. Your pastor's crazy. Smoking dope and drinking Drano. What he don't want is an interruption in the giving. If the mm hits you, it's over. It's over. Now, back to the analogy. Say puzzle pieces. We're we just going to work it out. How you, what you going to work out? What you going to work out? No, but somebody needed to say that, though. No, it's somebody needed to say that, though. You have to like it. You came to hear me. <laughs> Say puzzle pieces. Puzzle. Now here's the trip about puzzle pieces relationships. In Jesus name. Hey up. Hey up. I'm believing for breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough in my marriage, breakthrough. Doesn't fit. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Cuz sometimes the bottom just falls out. If it don't fit, you must quit. Stop saying, well, if he don't do this, I'm going to leave. Well, baby, if you got to give an ultimatum, maybe that's your answer. I'm saying something here. Well, Bishop, would you just tell him, listen, no. You are insufficient of the Mormon that makes him do what it is you want him to do. That doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It just means you're not the piece that makes him do that. It ain't that something's wrong with you. Stop looking. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. It's just you're not the puzzle piece that makes him do that. Just your neighbors. Ain't nothing wrong with you, girl. Shake her, shake her, shake her like you're going to shake her arm off. Say, ain't nothing wrong with you. You a good woman. You love God. You love people. You love life. Stop beating yourself up. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You're just not His puzzle piece. So stop trying to make it. Fit. It doesn't fit. Well, if He loved me, He would do this. All right, number, number Can I give you something else, single ladies? When Samuel was anointing the next king of Israel, seven counterfeits showed up for the real one manifested. Seven of David's brothers came in before David did. And the man of God looked at him and said, Handy one, handy one, handy the one. There's got to be somebody else. Hear me. Don't feel bad, ladies. Cause some of y'all, you start rushing because you're like, Well, ain't none of these been the ones. Well, you just learn. Watch this. Before the real one manifest. Seven counterfeits came. So don't build bad if you've not connected with your David yet. You didn't hear me. Seven counterfeit kings showed up before the king showed up. You missed it. Which means in your life, please understand, if you find them that easy... You, you're not hear me. You're not, you're not hearing me. If it was that easy to get to David, you wouldn't value David when he shows up. So the Lord had to put you through Ike, Tyrone, Leroux, all this here. The Lord had to let them show up so that when David showed up, you'd be like, oh, no. Oh. David, by the way, means beloved. It means accepted. It means my friend. So don't feel bad if you're like, I'm 40 and he ain't showed up. You're in your counterfeits. Oh, no big deal. Next. But Bishop, I put a lot into that. See, because you didn't get your pastor's message called dating done God's way. So you reversed the order. And so now you all heard behind it when all you need to be, the process would have told you what you need to know. I just felt it in my spirit. Your spirit. See, uh, single women, I'm, I'm moving on. We click, so he must be the one. You'll click with anything when you're thirsty and desperate. Just ask the prodigal son he was so thirsty and desperate he, the Bible says he joined himself watch this, listen to what it says uh, he's in the pig pen but you, you missed the part the Bible says he joins himself to a citizen of that country who has him to serve in his pig pen which means he joins himself to another person because he's thirsty and desperate it's quiet in here it's amazing what sex will do to some women that were once fired up and passionate about God and passionate about their church Who bewitched you? So I got an announcement for you. So until God knows that sending him won't distract you from him, he ain't sending nothing. All right, here's another one, single lady, some deception. Somebody say deception. There's no good men out there. Question. Question. Why are you wasting the gift of singleness you've been given? Paul called it a gift. It's a gift for you to know you. You don't even know you. You don't even know what you like to eat. You don't know your favorite color. You don't know what music you like to listen to. You don't know your moods. You're so moody, you don't even know what moods you like. And stop blaming that on the change. Uh, are you going to look at me with that tone of you better get you a patch or some pills or some something. Get you some jambature. Get you something. I'm in the change. Well, you better ask the Lord to just change your own up fast. And snatch that stuff up out of there. One or two, you got to do what you got to do. Ladies, as long, single ladies, as long as you're watch this. It's so funny. Single folk can't wait to get married. Wait, married folk can't wait to leave the house. <laughs> Hear me, hear me, hear me, ladies. Especially if you've fallen away behind a relationship, if you've fallen away from God or church behind a relationship. I always tell, I always tell. You see, women, I was like, mm-hmm, what's his name? <laughs> and I just always wonder, he must be a great man to pull you from God. I mean he I mean how much money, and then I find out that he ain't got none ain't about none, ain't been nowhere staying but you and all this and I'm like you left God for that now I'm just saying IJS OMG you quit being faithful to him for that all right next E I'm still giving you some deception single me. here's some deception say deception All right y'all with me now I kind of got ahead of myself if a relationship pulls you from church that's your answer you either leave them or God will take them out because they're an idol God says I will have nobody else before me so now either you leave him or I'll take him but you ain't I didn't save you I didn't die for you I ain't got you through all the rest of the hell you've been through for you to treat me like this. So if you're going to put him in front of me, you either leave him or I'll take him. I will have no other gods before me. God means source. Watch this? Watch this? And by the way, on this subject, I've noticed this through the years. It's uncensored. And you said I could talk to you like your spiritual daughters. If he's a weak man, he'll want you under a pastor that doesn't make you stronger. I don't like that Bishop Foreman because Bishop Foreman brings the strength out in you. So he wants to go get you over here with some milk toast. And I ain't talking about nobody. But, 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 but he ain't seen you get strong like you've been strong. And now that you're strong, he's like, what the hell? I better get up from up over there because she's getting strong now. She ain't crying about that like she used to. She ain't running like she used to. She's getting too strong. <laughs> I've watched this happen with women. I said, you said I could talk to you like your daughters. I've watched this happen with women. I've watched this happen with women. If, I don't like that bishop for me. You know why? Because that bishop form don't care nam, nam thing about what they think about that bishop for me. He don't like me, probably don't like him. This is Ladies' Night, so you know. I like I, I like it back. I don't go around hating hate nobody. I ain't, I ain't got time for that. Really? I'm too busy to hate to hate. Far too busy. Far too busy. I don't have time in my schedule. My schedule is very tight. They'll tell you my schedule is too tight. I don't have time to hate. <laughs> it's just not built in there. Where's that banner? Put that banner up so they can see where they came to. Put it up, right now. Put it up. Put it up. Not that the ban. There it is. I just wanted to remind them where they came. Uncensored. All right. All right. Watch this. So I've seen women. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen men do that. They says go somewhere else. And I've watched. And I've watched this happen. I, I watched this happen even just just recently. I, I, I watched this happen with a woman, who was getting strong. And she was with a man that would keep leaving, her, keep leaving 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 her. And she came to the church one day and had to talk to Bishop. And, and, and you know, I, I asked the uh, staff person, I said, well, does it, does it you know, I'm, this is not protocol. This is, you know, I'm very busy. Um, but she's she going through something. He, he just left. Just left her. <laughs> and as the story began to unfold. And I, I, I was able to move some things around, and as the story began to unfold, I said, okay, and, and, and all in. So they were senseless the saying, Bishop, you know, can, 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 you know, I've always been taught that you have to stay and make a marriage work. I said, well, who told you that? Here, here's the deal. Let me help you with something in marriage. Now, Bishop, God hates divorce. You know what you should learn to do is, is read the whole chapter. Because in Malachi, where God talks about hating divorce, He's not talking about a marital relationship. He's talking about his relationship with his people. He said, I hate when you divorce me for them. But let's just take the subject. God doesn't like divorce period because it messes up families. It messes up God doesn't like that. But he, I was taught you had to make it work, Bishop. You had to make it work, make it last forever. <laughs> and then they got it playing on their song. Oh. Come on. <laughs> now, watch this. And so long and short of it is, 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 of it is that, that, that particular man, that particular man did, didn't, he was getting strong and she was, she was rising up and didn't like it. And so created a whole bunch of controversy and all this and all that and all that and all these issues. And, and like long and short, short uh, she 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 departed in a dishonorable way. And and then apparently espoused that it was honorable.
1: Uh, but, But the Lord has got a way of checking the books. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. Not how you would have done that. You know, sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less
0: and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Hey, hey.